Hi everyone, and welcome to the 48th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hey guys. And that's all. That's all. It's like, <laughs> we're like looking over our shoulder and be like, there's no Jackie, there's no Lauren. No, it's just Churro and I, you know, by the fireplace, you know, sipping our eggnog, right Churro? Yep, in our in our robes with our with our pipes, you know. Yeah. I'm in my snuggie. I've got little warm footsies on, so we're we're good. Yep. Welcome to another edition of the Brocast. No, yeah, the second official Brocast of the Kingdom Hearts Union history, which is kind of interesting because I think this, if I remember correctly, this show started as a show that was primarily hosted by females and. What's what's happened over the years, Churro? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know either. It's just this happened. It it, it just happened. <laughs> well, anyways, basically there, there was some crazy stuff that happened this week. So scheduling was just a, a nightmare to say the least. My power supply on my desktop died. I had my discrete math final today that I just did, and. All kinds of other crazy things all happened together, so it was just so difficult to get everyone scheduled. So uh, Churro, thankfully, was easy, easy to be able to wrangle down, even though he's three hours behind me. Thankfully, we were able to get together. So we can bring you guys our final show of 2012, our Doomsday Podcast. Yay! So if if we uh, suddenly stop making these, you'll you'll know why. <laughs> you'll know why. You'll, you'll also be dead, but <laughs> you'll also know why. Uh, well, actually, no, no, no. This is a Christmas podcast. Don't worry about Doomsday. Don't worry about that. The minds didn't even have leap year, so yep. you know. Think, if, think positive, guys. Think positive. It's it's uh twenty three days until Christmas. Ooh, well, twenty three for us. It's gonna be twenty twenty one days for people listening to the show if they're just they download it the day of. So, that's good. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro? KH2.co.uk. Beautiful, beautiful. Alrighty, so... Today, we have a three-segment show, as usual. We have our news segment first. We have our burning question second, where you guys so graciously fill our selfish desires of telling us what you guys think a Kingdom Hearts Christmas would be like. And I am pleased to say we've got a lot of really great responses, and I can't wait to read them out, especially uh, one particular one. Churro, you'll know which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It's a great one. And but all of, all of them are great. Just one is a little bit different, and you'll you'll know why when you hear it. And finally, of course, our third segment, we're gonna have our question segment. So, in the way of announcements, uh, stickers. Actually, we're we're gonna change this around. Stickers usually, if you're new, usually go out to those who get their questions answered in the question segment. But because we've got the Christmas cheer, the Christmas bug has bit us. Everybody who's featured on the show, burning question, question segment, your mom, my grandma, okay, maybe not that, but <laughs> burning question and question segment, you're all getting stickers. Woo! Yeah! Hey, 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 hey. Cheryl's so excited because he gets to mail out even more. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's, yeah. it's not that bad. The most I've ever milled out was eighty. Wow. Okay. So and it, that was that was horrible, and I told we, myself never again. That yeah, much. we definitely don't have eighty people <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I don't think we have enough time in, in the day to record a podcast that long. So good news. It, 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 it takes me like two three hours just to do eighty. Yeah, those, I can imagine. So. so this won't be so bad. Well, anyways, the second announcement is uh, burning questions. Just so you know, are. Uh, answered in the episode release thread and the questions are answered or asked rather in the questions thread on uh, Gaming Union so if you want to be featured on the show just go to GamingUnion.net where the episode is released ask questions there or answer our questions to you there don't don't ask us questions there there's a questions thread on the same website just for that so anyway move on to the news all righty so a little light on news but uh you'll see we actually made made our own news right cheryl oh yeah definitely we made our own news but before our made-up news that we made uh, uh first bit of news which is official kingdom hearts news is uh about kingdom hearts 1.5 hd remix uh square recently stated and i believe famitsu uh, they always get all the interviews. Uh, that Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix is 80 to 90% complete. Wow. Which means uh, hopefully at Jump Vista we'll see another trailer with the release yeah. date. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction for uh, 2013 is the first thing we're going to get on our first show in 2013 is our uh, you know date for you know H1. Point five, it makes you kind of wonder when it'll be released on, on Japan. Yeah. Like, would it be thinking... like, would they pull a Cage 3D make in March? Yeah. Sure, would they, or would they do it earlier than that? I'm thinking March 28th ish and probably summer to winter for other territories. I don't know. I, th- I think it'll probably be the. I think it'll be almost similar to Cage 3D. I think yeah. we'll see a summer release for the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, as far as you know, localization goes, it's a very similar beast to what Kingdom Hearts 3D was. So, I mean, it's nothing too crazy. They've got. I mean, I mean, like the only really difference is it's just you know higher quality and all that. I mean, yeah. they already have the script and everything to it. I all mean, if they, did is... they include the final mix scenes in there? Yeah. All they've got is at most three hours of cutscene dialogue to record, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, days. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it takes four days, seven days at most to record that stuff, I, which is even crazy. Like in Kingdom Hearts 3D, I think David Gallagher, his entire recording schedule was a week for the entire game. You know, these things sort of go by quickly. Didn't so. he say that when he had when he got interviewed at uh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's where that's where I figured that out from. Yeah, so yeah, th- these these sort of recordings go by pretty quickly, and all the people involved are like pro voice actors, so don't worry about it; they'll be quick. Anyways, the other bit of news related to Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is they've announced that since stuff is just going by so well, they're going to add a new feature to the game for people who complete it. Now, they've gone on to clarify it's not going to be a secret movie, but they're adding something. They're adding something, though. They're adding something. I I appreciate that because the biggest quip that everybody gives about these, you know, HD remasters is, 
I already have this game. Why should I buy it? Well, this one's got something new in it, so hopefully that something new is, you know, a nice little cherry on top or nice little icing or sprinkles on the cake. Something. Do you have any predictions on what it is? Ooh, that's that is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna say if it's it could be maybe a secret boss. I don't know, maybe a secret boss. Though I I do hesitate to think secret boss because I'm thinking whatever they're adding, they're trying to minimize the likelihood of bugs. And once you add anything that's programming related, anything you add with anything you add to a program, you have to debug it. And debugging takes a lot of time or could potentially take a lot of time. So I'm because, hesitant to say anything regarded to gameplay. I'm thinking maybe video related, but maybe, maybe like I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. Maybe it's like a music theater mode. <laughs> I don't know. That or I mean, maybe they could do something like they did with the uh, KH2 Final Mix. You know, add in something like the crowns or yeah. Breath by Sleep Final uh, Breath by Sleep. You know, with the stickers and all that. The yeah. Little, maybe they can add a little mini game within a mini game. True. True. That could be an interesting addition i would be totally cool with like adding more collectibles to the game and you know not that they don't already have a lot of collectibles especially kingdom hearts one Jeez, all those trinity limits and <laughs> hey the more the merrier the more that keeps you playing right yeah true true that'd be cool yeah i don't know it's up to you guys to speculate i think we may know by next show. I mean, if they reveal it at Jump Fest, or maybe they'll keep it secret. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyway, moving along, our first, or, or our second news bit is our first special piece of news, which comes from Churro, is that Churro is organizing a special Kingdom Hearts 10th anniversary podcast. Now, this isn't Kingdom Hearts Union. Uh, however, Kingdom Hearts Union personalities will be on it, like me and Lauren. And is Jackie going to be on it? Jackie's on it. Jackie's, Jackie's on, on it. it. So whole whole team, we're all going to be on it. It's not our show, but we're going to be on it. Who else is going to be on this show? It's going to be a combination of, of uh, different representatives from the other Cage fan sites. For example, we will have uh, Sign from Kingdom Hearts Insider, Oishi from Cage 13, um... Let's see who else. Um, Sabby from Cage Vids. We'll have uh, Gold Panner from Cage 13 and Cage Insider. And I think that's it. So majority Sweet. of the big name fan sites out there. Yeah, so a veritable Kingdom Hearts United Nations, so to speak. Because like everybody, you have the unenviable job of trying to make it work between all these time zones. I mean, and it's going to be tough, but I think... You know, I got something great going, you know. A lot yeah. of people are really, you know, really, you know, hyped up on this. You yeah. know, they can't wait for it. And yeah. I really hope you guys, you know, can give us some time to put it together. And uh, and just hopefully you guys enjoy it. I mean, this is from all of us, you know, all, all of us who, you know, spend, you know, our free time updating you with news from the Kingdom Hearts series to giving out, you know, prizes to you guys for becoming members of our communities. This is, you know, this is for all you guys, yeah, you know, so to celebrate 10 years of Kingdom Hearts. Giving back even more. Gotta love that. I'm I'm excited for it. There's a lot of really great people on there. I get to meet a lot of people that, you know, I've, you know, sort of halfway known for a long time. 
So it's really exciting to be a part of this. So I can't wait. So we're thinking sometime, hopefully before the end of the year, right? Yeah, hopefully. I'm trying to get this out before 2012 ends because, you know, this is this year is still, yeah. you know, the 10th year anniversary. So hopefully exactly. we can get this out before the year's over. Yeah. But if you want to know more about it, sometimes I tweet a little bit about, you know, updating a little bit of how it's going right now. So just follow me on Twitter, which is at Churros, spelled C-H-U-R-R-O-Z. And just, you know, if you have any questions or you know, something about it, um, just drop me a line, I'll answer it. Also, um, basically, we've sent out tweets, you know, to people, you know, asking questions about your favorite Kingdom Hearts moment, and you have a chance to have your tweet be read out on the show, and a chance to win stickers as well, so if you see any of our accounts, I'll be retweeting, you know, the questions out, so if you ever see it, please, you know, feel free to respond for your chance to get all that benefits for you awesome so even more prizes awaits it's exciting i can't wait <laughs> all righty and the second bit of our made-up news <laughs> i just wanted to let you guys know that uh so, some of you guys already know that i on apart from me being a podcast host and being a programmer i'm also an artist and i just wanted you guys to know that i actually just released my first kingdom hearts fan art on DeviantArt. Um, it's an exciting scene that I've always wanted to see in Kingdom Hearts. It's actually getting pretty popular on the Kingdom Hearts DeviantArt community. So uh, if you guys want to show some support, I'm Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N, 9654.deviantart.com. Also, within the next week to week and a half, I'm released or maybe two weeks i don't know this is take it's taking a while because i'm waiting for my new graphics card but i'm actually working on another kingdom hearts fan art project my second project which is a full comic which is actually a pretty exciting one which relates to our burning question as far as christmas goes so you guys definitely go check it out when it's out there and if you want to know for sure when it's there watch me on deviantart and i'll let you know there Alrighty. so with that said talking about christmas Let's move on to the burning question. Burn! Just burn, baby. Complete opposite verb of anything related to Christmas, apart from uh, this roaring fireplace that's next to us. You know, <laughs> that's our that's our fireplace sound. That's definitely not my lips. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, like we have been saying all podcasts, our previous question was, "What do you think a Kingdom Hearts Christmas would be like?" And our first response comes from Star Warrior. And Star Warrior says, Sora would be stressing out on what to give Kyrie while Riku looks at him with amusement. In the end, he would give her a Paupu fruit. Then they would build an actual Sandman and seashells as eyes, but with the classic carrot nose and stick arms. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy would visit with presents and everyone would be sparring basically everyone would have a sparring tournament with their keyblades staff or shield i totally agree with what, what Sora would do he'd probably like wait last minute like the yeah like like at midnight on christmas eve he would be like here Kyrie, here's your pow poo fruit and she'd be like oh Sora." yeah i could imagine him being like you know he's sort of like 
you know, he sneakily says, let's say, like, during the tournament while, you know, other people are sparring, you know, he sort of slyly goes over, leans over to Kyrie and says, hey, you know, uh, after this, can you meet me over in the secret place or, you know, this other part of the island? And, you know, she's sort of waiting there, sort of half unsure what's going on. And Sora nervously comes over and is going to give her the Paupu fruits. And the whole time, you know, Riku and Mickey and Donald and Goofy, they're all behind the corner watching him <laughs> the whole time. Uh, classic moments. Gotta love them. Hey, it's classic, but it's great, though. Classic, exactly. Oldie, but a goodie. Anyway, Churro, you want to take this next one? All right, this one's from Mr. Dark. And they write, I would like Kyrie to finally give Sora a papa fruit for Christmas or the other way around. The plum trees will be decorated with Christmas lights and finally have a home-cooked meal. Yay! <laughs> so, finally getting the home-cooked meal. I'm seeing I'm seeing a recurring theme here. I guess everybody wants the whole pow-poo thing to happen. Well, I mean, it's 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 there. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's I mean, we see it at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, and it's like, why not? I mean, this is, this is you know, from Sora drawing in Kingdom Hearts 1 yeah. to Kyrie seeing in Kingdom Hearts 2. So it's like, <sighs> you know, it needs to happen. So much delayed gratification, Amora. Jeez Louise. I mean, like you said, from the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1 to the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, where Kyrie draws her Paupu fruit to Sora, and... You know, Sora in the ending credits of Kingdom Hearts 2 going into the secret place and seeing what Kyrie drew, you know, basically everything is set up for them to just do it already. <laughs> come on. It's like, come on, man. And so it's I'm, like, and I'm it's Christmas is, too. Like, they finally get to have a break too. So, yeah. I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts 3, Cheryl. I'm thinking it's, I, it's the only I, I logical think, I think Nomura's going to do that. Like, it, like during the, it'll be like something like during the credits or something. Yeah. Just like exactly how Sora saw Kyrie's giant. I think it's gonna happen during the credits. They get yeah. to like it's like the final thing at the oh, credits before yeah. they do away. It's gonna with, happen. You know, it's gonna happen so, for Rizzo. Well, leave us with a happy thought at the end. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it's gotta happen eventually. So hopefully, I mean, I would like it there though. I might also like it in game, so you know they can actually have a relationship and stuff. <laughs> I mean, Sora, Sora, Sora was so awkward with the, yeah. em, the, the embrace at the at Kingdom Hearts 2. First he was like, first he was willing to bow down to his enemy just to see Kyrie, and then when they finally meet, it's like, hey, like, hey um, oh, oh, whoa, you're hugging me. What? <laughs> what? What's going on here? Exactly. And then he sees Riku and bursts into tears. He's oh. like, Riku! <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, man. Kyrie never gets any love, and that is just... And, and, That's and, sexist. And, and this is, you know, in, in Kingdom Hearts 2, Sora's the one, like, imagine, like, him dancing with her with, like, snow oh, falling down geez. in Halloween Town. Uh, I'm going to get on Nomura for that because, seriously, they have so much foreshadowing, yet they also have foreshadowing going the other way that this is not really an important relationship. There's a lot of mixed messages here with the storytelling, with the imagery that they're showing. It's getting a little getting a little muddled, Mister Nomura son. So, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna write him a letter. Yeah, we should. I wonder if he'd read it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Anyway, moving along. All right. This next one comes from Amai Guri, and Amai Guri actually took us up on the offer. One of our offers in this little question uh, on our previous show was we dared someone to write an actual proper fan fiction, and Amai Guri took us up on that. So. Sit back, relax. This is a fan fiction called Nobody's Christmas. 
<clears throat> get my reading voice on. Get your uh, Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> hopefully not. Not my Morgan Freeman voice. You don't. You don't want that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young boy, sitting down on the prairie. <laughs> no, none of that. No, no, no. Gonna do reading voice. Want mystical, magical. <clears throat> After sundown, they all hit the beach to complete the day with a special tradition. It was a dark, clear night with beautiful stars, and while the crisp bite in the air was bothersome, it added a feeling of importance. But how would they know? The figures' bundles and black coats were just nobodies. What are you going to wish for? Shion asked, looking at her candle with a childlike wonder. I don't know, Roxas replied. He turned to the crazy pyromancer who had decked out his candle with glitter. Axel? I told you already. I'm wishing for more naps. Got it memorized? He answered, casting the candle out into the sea. Shion pushed her candle out into the frigid blue water. Next... I want to become stronger, so I can just be with you guys. Hurry up, Roxas, Axel whined, pulling his hood tighter around his face. You don't want hot wax on you. Plus, I'm freezing over here. Man, Roxas stared blankly at him. Come on, what's what's something you like? Shion prompted him. What did he like? Ice cream? But it was the middle of winter. He wished it was warmer, but it didn't seem right. He looked between the two smiling, shivering faces, tucked beneath the deep black hoods. Then he knew. I wish winter vacation would never end. That way we'll be able to have a snowball fight and watch the sunsets and eat ice cream together forever, Roxas said purposefully. They just stood together in silence until the candles drifted out of sight across the shimmering starlit sea. Wow. <laughs> that was, was such, amazing and this was so good. It, so the story good. was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, I mean, and Brandon, you did a good job of thank reading you. it out. It, you, your reading voice was fantastic for this because it made the story so much better. Thank you, thank but, you. Man, that was that was a really good job that you did. You know, especially uh, fitting you know their personalities in this you know short story. You know, you guys, you just really hit the definitely. I'm good. Good. Good job, good job. What I really liked about the story, and I also among the many millions of things that I do, I also write. And one thing that I really liked was that she responded to our question prompt by showing and not telling. So where we said, "What would a Kingdom Hearts Christmas would what a Christmas what a Kingdom Hearts Christmas would be like, what she did was she just showed us what it would be like. She put us right in the scene. I'm assuming this is a, a girl. Uh, might be a guy. Well, wh- whatever you are, <laughs> you basically put us in the scene. You showed us what it's like. And honestly, I kind of wish Kingdom Hearts would do that a little bit more often, is showing rather than telling. It's a, a little bit better. You know, <laughs> you don't want things to be confusing, you just want to be clear, and when you show and not tell, people feel smarter because they sort of figure out what you're trying to say without you explicitly saying it, and that makes people feel good. So this yeah, made me be, feel good. Yeah, exactly. Because when you started writing it out, you know, the first, I mean, it's almost like I was just been put right into the scene. It's like I can actually yeah. see them doing all that. That's the thing yeah. I like so much. It's just we didn't need any like 
you know, explicit paragraph just saying, okay, and this is what they're going to do on the beach. They're all together, and this is what they're going to do. And the reason they're going to do this is because this is what they do for Christmas. You know, there wasn't any explicit mention of Christmas or anything. Or there wasn't any explicit mention. It's all implied, but it's implied in a way that's clear to anybody. Like, anybody reading this will totally get what's going on. So I really applaud that that sort of thing. It's cool. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Awesome. So I know, I mean, this is just one way to interpret it. I think all our burning questions are great, uh, even the ones that we didn't pick. You know, we just picked everyone that's on the show. I just felt was, you know, really captured what we were asking for. So thank you guys for everything that you put in so far. And Churro, will you take our last one? Yep. This one's from Bearer of Darkness. And they write, Oh, say Sora gives Riku a papu fruit, furthering their bromance. <laughs> but at least Kairi wondering how Sora really feels about her while Sarah and Riku go antiquing. <laughs> I guess this was like the gayest pastime they could think of trying to go antiquing. I, I wonder if there are antique shops on the Destiny main island. I'm sure there are. I, but I, I, like, I like how he's how Bear of Darkness puts bromance in there you know yeah it's such a bromance and this i mean this goes perfectly on the bro show that's kind of why i picked it <laughs> fits it fits it fits and again with that whole theme of the pow poo fruit so if anybody at square enix is listening and i know i know some people connected to square enix are listening you know there's a need here there's a, a need here people are even though they may not be explicitly saying it, you can hear it in the words. And they want to see something going on with the Paupu fruit and our Kingdom Hearts characters. We need some shipping. We need it official. Get on it. Get on it. Let me knock on wood. Like a mallet of a judge. Get on it. Get her done. Well, anyways, that's been our burning question, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, the burning question for next show, which is our... Uh, first show of 2013 if it happens <laughs> is how can Kingdom Hearts stay relevant until Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out so I'm posing it in this way but you guys can also think of it as sort of what are some Kingdom Hearts New Year's resolutions you know it's sort of like that kind of twist but sort of gearing it towards how what sort of resolutions can Kingdom Hearts make to stay relevant until Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You guys think that these HD remakes are enough? Do you think the HD remakes plus the online game that they're making, is that enough? Or is there more? Do you guys have any ideas? So it's pretty open-ended. I want to hear what you guys think. So, exciting. Anyway, moving along. Question segment! Yay! Alright, so our first question uh, comes from Mexel. And Mexel asks... Okay, so Square Enix has been able to run around in circles by creating file mixes and side stories to help you understand the plot better. Now that now that they have decided to put multiple games together, creating 1.5, how long do you think they'll be able to run around the main story like this? I think they still have at least another between two to four more years. I mean, with... You know, Nomura going on his word with releasing Kingdom Hearts titles once a year. Um, we all know that the, HD, the first HD remix will, you know, 
take the place of 2013 with the with the possibility of you know the 2.5 remix would be 2014 yeah. and then the from remix. there Nomura's got to do something to keep the year going you know the year releases going so maybe 2014 could be I don't know you know, maybe another I don't I don't know it could be it's, anything it could be anything they could release maybe they can release Birthday Sweet Volume 2 if they have to for 2014 yeah. I yeah, mean, just, they could do just, that. It, it just could. all depends on the schedule leading to um, the development of K, if, uh, of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 because I'm yeah. pretty sure Nomura was already working on Kingdom Hearts 3, getting the planning and everything yeah. set up. He's definitely working on it in some capacity. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got yeah. to be doing something. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be, you know, I mean, with, with, with him working on Versus 13 right now, he's probably just taking all the information and, and uh, you know, Maybe using it towards the development of Kingdom Hearts Three. Maybe yeah. he's just doing, you know, help, you know, killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. So maybe Hopefully. it won't be as long as we think it will be. You know, you can only hope. Although they could be a little bit uh, troll face and say, "Oh well, we're going to release Kingdom Hearts One Point Five this year." And in between, we'll release the browser game, and that'll count as a Kingdom Hearts release. And then after that, we're going to release Kingdom Hearts 2.5, and then we'll release Kingdom Hearts 3. So they might buffer another year. They'll, they might just buy another year out of us just with that uh, browser game. I hope not, but they might do that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Nomura, Nora even said with Birth by Sleep Volume 2 that um, it was just there just, just in case, you know things weren't running on schedule and he still has yeah. that as a possibility yeah I just uh, find it kind of uh, troll worthy that remember like uh, I guess earlier in the year like he was sort of saying things like isn't it about time for Kingdom Hearts to come back to the consoles and what happens HD remakes HD remakes <laughs> whoop de freaking do <laughs> Well, it's been Not 10 long years, so I'm guessing yeah. he just released it for people who haven't gotten touched with the series or they get yeah. a reminder of the series. Yeah, but he didn't have to say that. I mean, there was nothing that begged him to say that because what were we supposed to think when he said that? Honestly, what what would people think he meant? Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously. that's that's Nobody thinks that this is, you know, the remake is the option that is the default option. We think the sequel is the default option. Mm-hmm. So you're naturally just going to get our hopes up, and they did. Ugh. Well, they, they always do that. do that. They always do that. Jeez. Oh, well. Anyway, you want to take the next one? Sure. This one's from Min, Mini, Min, Mini Nin, Ninja Toa. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mini Ninja Toa. Mini yeah, Ninja Toa, sorry. That's a tough one. It looks so weird when you first glance at it. Yeah, but, just uh, so sorry. many consonants, so many vowels. It's a little bit too much for us Americans. There's too many sorry. I's and too many N's. Too many I's and N's. Uh, and they write, uh, Do you guys think Kingdom Hearts 3 would be on the PS3 or Wii U? By the time it is ready to be released, it could already be the end of the PS3 lifespan, while it only be approximately halfway through the Wii U. Now, I'm glad that we got a chance to answer this now, now that the Wii U is actually out, and I've actually got to see it. I don't own one, but I've actually watched a lot of people playing um, Nintendo Land, and I've got to say, I'm really impressed by the Wii U. I mean, it's, in many respects, 
a lot of developers don't understand the Wii U, so they can't bring out, you know, its true potential. But I mean, if you if you really get down into it, it's actually a pretty powerful console. And you know, if you look at Nintendo Land as an example, they don't have really. I mean, the graphics aren't really that detailed, but the rendering, the lighting, and the shading, all of that is actually a lot better than pretty much any console game that's out there right now. So, And there's just so much polish there. And I think part of that's just Nintendo's always very polished, so maybe Kingdom Hearts will never get that. But I don't know. I think I think going to the Wii U is a good opportunity for Kingdom Hearts, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say that. So it's an opportunity, but at the same time, that would have to require Nomura looking at its tech and playing around with it see yeah. if the tech can still match what he's using for KH3 you know via yeah. the uh, HD remixes you know since they already got the source codes already and all that yeah. programmed for the HD remixes and with what they're doing with Versus yeah. so it's like can that tech match you know the tech they use yeah. to look They'd at have the to Wii U I mean would Nomura be investing more time to put it on the Wii U you know would would he be willing to delay more time just to get it out on the Wii U all right, Cheryl. Let me let me throw out a hypothetical for you. So let's say uh, they release Kingdom Hearts three on the Wii U, exclusive title, launches on the Wii U. But a few years down the line, you know, new consoles come out. Kingdom Hearts three Final Mix, PS four, so to speak. They release it there, and they release it in better graphics as well. Think people will be happy about that? If it's released outside of Japan, yeah. Yeah, if it's released outside of Japan, that would be the. Well, you can't forget thing. that because remember, yeah, none of the final things have reached thing. out, of the, out of Japan yet. So yeah, I think I think cross console would be a little bit easier of a spin that they could do, and who knows? I mean, with these HD remixes, they might set a precedent for releasing final mixes outside of Japan, and then after that, you know, any final mix is pretty much fair game. And not only that, I mean, some games have done it too. Don't you remember the original Bioshock was on yep. 360, and then with the release of Bioshock Infinite, it's going to come with the code for Bioshock on the PlayStation 3. Yep, that's uh, totally then, true. I mean, a lot Mass of... Effect, Mass Effect is another one. Mass yeah, Effect Mass was, Effect, um, that was my next was thing I was going to say. 360 title, and then now they're releasing a trilogy set, which yeah. is going to be oh, on the PS3. That's so cool. So... I Lots mean, of... there's there's definite possibility that they can actually, you know, go from a Wii U to the PS3 down the mm-hmm. line, or vice versa. Another interesting idea, you know, another hypothetical I'm gonna throw at you is okay. So the Wii U's got a lot of really cool, you know, gameplay abilities because it's got the gamepad. And if you don't believe it, watch people playing Nintendo Land, and you'll see some of the things that Nintendo envisions. And you'll start to get the idea of, like, there's really a lot of cool things you can do with it. And apart from that, let's also think about what Sony has in their library. If they were to, you know, so to speak, transfer this from Wii U originally to, you know, let's say a PS4, how could they also have the gamepad experience? Now, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but PlayStation Vita. How different is a Vita from a gamepad? Not really that different at all. Honestly, it's got all the same so- sorts of sensors. It's got a screen. It can definitely connect with a PS3. I would imagine it connect to a PS4. So I don't know. Maybe they could potentially add things that are really special for the Wii U, but also mimic them by way of the Vita onto a new console. Though, to be honest, I would love to have 
and Kingdom Hearts on the Wii U, especially with the gamepad. Changing oh, yeah. all the abilities, you know, instead of pausing, changing the ability, I could do it all on, on the bottom screen and still continue oh, yeah. to play on the top screen. Definitely, definitely. So, and I mean, they've... I think Square has proven themselves, at least from the Osaka team, they've really proven themselves that they've got pretty cool innovative ways that they've figured out how to use the touchscreen. And what I'm referring to is mostly uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3D, not the other side story games not made by the Osaka team. But Kingdom Hearts 3D, there's a lot of really great uses for the touchpad. So Yeah, especially when they use the... Plus they also use the mic for the 3DS too as well. Yeah. Or, so yeah, so, I, I mean... mean I mean, it. I think, but though seriously, I think it would have to take a few titles from Square Enix first with the Wii U before they actually go big with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Like I said, Kingdom Hearts is their second biggest, you know, franchise. So it's like they would rather, you know, do some side, you know, kind of like maybe do like a mini Final Fantasy title, not not like a big Final Fantasy name, but like a Chocobo something, you know, little mini mini, mini game or something. Maybe the first thing they port is the HD remixes. Oh, that could be a good one. That's a good. That could be a good start into the Wii U, and then maybe simultaneous release Wii U and PS4. Uh-huh. It's a possibility. I mean, they have right now. Ideas. They have so many options right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure that developers before the Wii U came out, all the de- you know developers had a chance to look at the tech and all that. So, I'm pretty sure yeah. they know what they're dealing with before it was even got released. I mean, if, when you look at other game, big games on the Wii U like Black Ops mm-hmm. Two and Arkham City, uh, Arkham City, you know, those really yeah. function well with the gamepad. Yeah, I think the key though is the key to make the Wii U a viable option is, and I would imagine they're going to be going with the Luminous Engine, is first the Luminous Engine needs to be ported to the Wii U. Because as we've seen with uh, with Final Fantasy thirteen, when you have to constantly be rewriting your engine, also with Versus thirteen, when you have to constantly rewrite your engine and worry about porting your engine, that sends your game into development hell. It totally ruins the development cycle. There's just so much that has to be done, so many man hours. So if Square Enix is willing to port the Luminous Engine to the Wii U, we know it started development on the PS3, so this generation of consoles, it, it could do may not be as good as what you get on like a PS4 or a high-end PC, but it can be done. So as long as they port it first and don't put that on the Kingdom Hearts team, then I think it's a viable option because making a Kingdom Hearts game is hard enough as it is. I don't think it needs the extra pressure of porting an engine. I mean, if if they can get two members of the Osaka team to do an H, you know, to do to program the HD of the Kingdom Hearts yeah. series. I'm pretty sure they can just grab the Asaka team and, you know, have them take a look at that, see what they can do. Maybe, yeah. the problem I mean, with... maybe, maybe necessarily not put, you know, the HD remix on there. Maybe they could port an actual side title. Maybe they could yeah. put, you know, Days on there, Birth by Sleep on there. It's a tough thing. The, the thing, there's a big difference between porting Kingdom Hearts 2 to the PS3, where you're more just emulating the PlayStation 2, than porting the Luminous Engine, which is very complicated and requires a lot of processing power. I mean, that's that's a it asks a lot more. They would actually need their whole research development team that's on the Luminous Engine. They would have to work on it. It couldn't just be this is this kind of porting. That's that's not going to be one two people. It's going to be like forty people to port that to I mean, another a whole I mean, console. Like when you take something like Agnes Philosophy, 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Agni's, that Agni's philosophy it ain't going to happen on a Wii U. I, I don't think that's even close to possible. But PS3-ish quality? I don't know. I mean, it's it's very possible. It's clear from a lot of tech demos and even clear from, like, Nintendo Land and the um, that Legend of Zelda Target video that they did on the Wii mm-hmm. U. I would say it's pretty clear from those that you can easily outperform the current generation of consoles so long as you know what you're doing. It's also mm-hmm. clear that if you don't know what you're doing, a.k.a. a third-party developer, which could be like Square, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to end up with the horrible ports like uh, Mass Effect and Call of Duty where they're actually worse than the current-gen counterparts. But this is so, where next we're talking about, though. Like, they don't... I mean, do, do they even yeah. have a history of doing pulling stuff like that? I mean, there are... They don't have a history of doing hire third, uh, you know, third-party developers to do stuff like that, but for Square Enix, it's always within Square Enix. Even then, I mean, just speaking historically, if you think about every Nintendo console with regards to presentation and polish, the ones with the highest, consistently highest polish games are always made by first-party Nintendo. They're never made by, you know, someone... I mean, rarely, very rarely do you get a game that looks quite as good as a Nintendo game on a Nintendo console. Like, for example, has any Wii game ever looked as good as Mario Galaxy? Mario Galaxy looks almost as good as an Xbox 360 game on a Wii. I mean, they've got the I same mean, lighting that, effects. That just think. shows that when it comes to like Mario and Zelda, you know, Nintendo knows how to. Yeah, I mean, they know their, their own console. I don't know. I, I that's something I always worry about with Nintendo. They might be a little bit too close for their own good, and they have so so much power and so much potential, and they know how to get it, but they don't really share it with other people, which is kind of disappointing. I don't know. A lot to think about for the future. Hopefully, you know. I don't know. I personally, I mean, like I said, the possibilities are in this, but it really yeah, depends the on Square Enix about what they want to do. You know, I mean, personally, I would prefer it to stick to one console, but having seen the Wii U now, my opinion is a little bit changed because it, it does seem like there really is a lot there that could be tapped into. So I don't think we should limit ourselves in saying it should only be on Sony consoles ever. So I don't know. I think there's possibility there. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, next question comes from Skylar127, and Skylar asks, So far, Final Fantasy characters have appeared only in KH Original Worlds or in the Olympus Coliseum. What other Disney worlds would you like to see them in, and who would you put there? Well, that's kind of the thing, though. It's like the Final Fantasy cameos have always had to have been something you know that fit. You know, They can't just be put in there, yeah. you know? They had to have a reason to be there. You know how, you know, the main Final Fantasy cameos, you know, were residents of, you know, Radiant Garden. Yeah. And you have, you know, Zack, who is a prequel character. You know, he fit in Birth by Sleep with the Olympus Coliseum because the whole him trying to be a hero. Yeah, and the whole relation to to Cloud and Sephiroth and how Cloud was in the Olympus Coliseum. Mm-hmm. So and then you have Orin, who, you know, with the plot line in Final Fantasy X that he's, you know, actually dead, fits oh, in with the scheme of theme of, of uh, the underworld. Yeah, you know? perfect like, fit. Like in. I said, it just really has to... It's got to you know, fit. Yeah, it has to, you know, fit within, you know, the storyline. I mean, it's like, it, Nomura is just not putting characters in just to put the yeah. characters in. 
Now let me know. let me throw something at you. I've always had this idea ever since Kingdom Hearts two that okay, so let's say you know Hollow Bastion already been restored by the Hollow Bastion Restoration Committee. Let's say hypothetically speaking, Kingdom Hearts three they become the World Restoration Committee and they go to worlds that are ravaged and destroyed by the Heartless and everything, and they go rebuild them, so maybe all those characters could go around, and it would make sense because they restored Hollow Bastion, they want to pass on the restoration onto everybody else. You know, that could be a possible way, so it would be uh, Sid and uh, you know, Leon and Aerith and Tifa perhaps, you know, there's opportunities there, I think. Which, Which would fit since it's sort of established, I don't know. Fan art ideas. Well, I mean, would would they even? I mean, that's what I'm saying though. With the with the way the worlds are, you know, I mean, to bring up Kingdom Hearts one with you know King Tron yeah. told, telling Sora, you know, that not to mess with the worlds, you know. Yeah. Dealings would they, you know, would they even consider? I mean, I know they want to do it because mm. you know it's in their heart to do it, but that actually is, brings can they really do it. You know? Yeah. That actually brings up something that I brought up. Ah, geez, it was a long time ago, a different show, where they were asking what if what if a character would turn evil, and I brought up that uh, I would want Mickey to seem like an evil character. I was thinking that perhaps there's two quote-unquote political parties in the Kingdom Hearts verse, and the Final Fantasy characters, they're in favor of meddling with other worlds because they've been to other worlds. They A lot of them were in Traverse Town, and they've seen what you know, the heartless do and how ravaging they can be. And they want to save other people, but the Disney characters, they're more traditional. They don't want to meddle in the affairs of other worlds. And, you know, there could be a, you know, interesting dynamic between them. And maybe Sora has to choose which way he wants to go. I don't know. I'm just saying, make it more interesting. Uh, That sort of thing. I think that would make the story more interesting and give you a chance to see more Final Fantasy characters. Just saying. (laughs) I mean, as for, you know, putting them in the world, but it's like, I, that's the kind of thing. I can't really think of yeah, as far as like you know, of putting a world them, to put them in without having a yeah. reason for them to be there, you know? Exactly. That goes back to what I said. Nomura just didn't put them there just for the sake of putting them there. Yeah. He put them yeah. there with a the reason to be there. You know, with Traverse Town, it's a place where everybody goes when they lose their world. Yep. You know, so it's, you know... Yeah, as far as like, as far as a world where the Final Fantasy character lives there and is a part of the world as well, I think that's a little bit tough. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. If I had to pick one though, I don't know. That's a too tough to pick. Final Fantasy is just so different from from Disney. Yeah, because Nomura has to take time, you know, to adjust them to the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Universe, you know, it's not. I mean, even though they can look similar, you know, their personalities could be almost the same, but it's like they're still them. You know, it's kind of hard yeah. to put that together. I could. Okay, I got one. I got one that's good, and I guess maybe this ties into my previous idea. Maybe not living there, but Yuffie going to the land of dragons. Since in Final Fantasy VII, she's from the Wu Tai Clan, which is sort of a parody of China. So. Yuffie's sort of established as kind of Chinese because she's from the Wu Tai clan, and that's China in Final Fantasy VII. 
So she could kind of work with them, you know. I I could probably see that happening, but it has to be something like it's got to maybe, maybe when the worlds start going back into darkness, maybe they'll have a reason for him to split up to go to different worlds to help them out. You know. Yeah. I would see Yuffie doing that as a you know like you know, you know, as a coincidence. You know, because of that yeah. reason, maybe Nomura can make it so to seem it's like that. But yeah. then you still so, got Mulan in their company there in that world too. Yeah. So in summary, there's got to be a reason, and uh, yeah, we can't just be doing this willy nilly. But if you had to ask us, maybe Yuffie. <laughs> All right, intro, last one. This is this one's from John Solitude, and they write, "Name a Disney, a favorite Disney film of yours that has been used in the Kingdom Hearts series that you think will never be used for whatever reason." Ouch. That's that's a tough one. A favorite Disney movie that wouldn't be used for any reason. Um, honestly, I think pretty much any Disney movie is fair game. Uh, I think, you know, Kingdom Hearts has so far shown its versatility in being able to incorporate a lot of different worlds. For example, how they incorporated the Lion King by transforming Sora into a cat. Or in Birth by Sleep where they shrunk certain characters to fit in with the mice. So I think... Versatility-wise, I think every every world is every movie is fair game. Though uh, one movie I think they might not use, I would say, and I haven't seen this movie yet, so nobody spoil it for me yet. But one I would like to see is Wreck It Ralph because it looks cool. But Dude, I don't think that's it, that's that's what I want to. Especially, I know I don't think it would work just because of the video game cameos. Uh, I don't think that would make sense. So I guess if they took out all the video game cameos, that would make sense. Actually, that would be a world where Final Fantasy characters would be perfect in. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. That would make total total sense. Okay, we just picked one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, going by what you said about versatility, I mean, like, for example, Country of the Musketeers from Kingdom Hearts 3D, you know, I didn't see that coming one bit. Mm-hmm. And that was just a straight-to-release DVD, you know, movie. Yeah. That didn't get any hyper attention. It's you know it just shows that you know. Yeah. And then you have also, you know, the classic um, favorite Fantasia. You know it's it's the possibilities are endless. You know. Also, that secret boss from Dream Drop Distance that will not be named. That's another one. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But then you have something from Cage Two, like you know Timeless River. You know. Yeah. Which is Steamboat Willie. You know the the first time Mickey Mouse ever. You know in a yeah. feature film. You know. So it's like it, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you could have and the live old... action movies. They did live action movies. That's who who would have thought it? Yeah, who who would have thought it? You know, it's. I mean, for me, I would love to see the classic Disney Robin Hood movie. Yeah, I, I found I found I found my VHS copy of that, and I was just like, <laughs> like I I want to watch it. Definitely. <laughs> oh, another one, Jungle Book, and the reason because of Tarzan, it would just be too similar. That's that's the only thing that that's the only thing I can think of is if it's already too similar to another movie, they probably wouldn't do it. I mean, they could have it could have been it could have been made. It wasn't. The, it was going to be made. Birthplace, it just they cut it. Yeah, they cut it. So it's it's possible, but uh, it could be difficult because of Tarzan. Well, anyways, that brings us to the end of our show, guys, and uh, we're moving on into our music segment. Uh, our music for this show is actually perfect for the uh, 10th anniversary. It's been a while since we've had a remix of Dearly Beloved, and we have a really special one. This one's done for us by PL511 on YouTube. Go check them out. And basically, this is a Dearly Beloved remix 
that takes every version of Dearly Beloved and resynthesizes them and puts them together and it puts it in chronological order not release order but chronological so it goes from birth by sleep to kingdom hearts to rechain of memories to 358 over two days to kingdom hearts 2 to recoded to kingdom hearts 3d dream drop distance they cover all the bases all the versions of dearly beloved yeah it was really cool so this is called dearly beloved medley remix Kingdom Hearts 10th Anniversary Tribute. So by PL511. Very unique, very creative. I love it. You guys are going to love it too. Anyway, guys, uh, our next show of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 8th of January. Now, uh, we've said in the past that our show is on a four-week rotation. Because of the holiday season, uh, both Kingdom Hearts Union and Final Fantasy Union are actually going to be pushed up a week just so we don't uh, interfere with any holidays or anything like that. So uh, our next show is actually going to be five weeks from now. So that'll put us in the 8th of January. But don't miss us too long. We, of course, have our uh, Kingdom Hearts 10th anniversary podcast that we're going to be doing with Churro. So you'll, you'll get plenty of us. So don't worry about it. Anyways, uh, beyond that, you can subscribe to us on Final... You can subscribe to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts. We're number one. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Oh, jeez. They're going to kill me for that. Anyway. And, of course, you can catch every episode on KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk All right, Churro. It's that time again. Right. But before we go, I want to give a shout-out to Bradley Palmer. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And, uh, yeah, you're really awesome. Thanks for listening to the show, Bradley. You're awesome. Woo! Woo! Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, let's let's do our quick plug. So be sure uh, check Churro's Twitter feed for the Kingdom Hearts 10th anniversary podcast. We're all going to be on it. Everybody in the Kingdom Hearts universe is going to be on there, except for characters. <laughs> <laughs> So look out for that. And also go check out my DeviantArt. I have lots of, well, I have one so far, Kingdom Hearts fan art, and I'm going to be blowing you, blowing your minds with all kinds of other Kingdom Hearts fan art within the next couple of weeks. So check that out. Brandon9654.deviantart.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N, not O-N. So B-R-A-N-D-E-N, 9654.deviantart.com. Anyways, we have to say goodbye for real this time. All right, goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. See Happy you next holidays, year. everybody. Don't, don't, don't have an apocalypse. Please don't do that. That would be bad. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Mm-hmm.